Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I'm here with Macworld Executive Editor Michael Simon, as well as Computer World Executive Editor Michael Simon. Your nope, his, his name's Ken Mingus. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, oh, you can say on, me Michael. twice. Well, I prefer I'm, being I'm, Michael than Ken. It's, there's, his, yeah, his, your name's Ken Mingus, <laughs> Computer World Executive Editor. Is that who I am this week? Okay. <laughs> coming, off of a, coming off a of vacation, but um, <laughs> both Ken and me. So please forgive me. But um. We are talking today about uh, the future future Mac chips. So M1 chips are in some Mac, some Apple devices rather right now because they're also in an iPad. But there's going to be more to come. So we're going to start off, um, I think, maybe by talking about what the rumored M1X. So what's what's the deal with that? When's it coming? What could it possibly be? And is it actually even going to be called the M1X? Michael, you um, want to start yes. on that? It, it's looking like the M1X is a thing. So the X, the X variant, if you will, um, oh, is something yeah. that Apple's done before. Um, we saw it in the iPad. So Apple came out with the A12 and the iPhone. I'm going to guess and say that was the iPhone X uh, 10s maybe. And then they are, or, or whatever, whatever it was. And then, you know, a few months later, they would, they would put it in an iPad, iPad pro, and it would be the A12 X and it's a little bit faster. Uh, a couple more cores, you know, all around better speed. The M1 is is a little bit like that, um, just to be a little bit more technical, whereas it's based on the A14, which is in the iPhone 12, and it's has more cores and, and better graphics and things like that. So if you compare them architecturally, they're, they're similar, except the M1 is ridiculously faster. Um, it's faster than a... And an, an A14X, you know, which they don't make right now and they won't, but it's faster than than that chip would have been in, in the iPad. Uh, you know, you don't really notice those speeds. So an A14X would have been fine for the iPad, but, you know, it's better marketing to add an M1 and it sounds cooler and all that stuff. M1X is going to be similar to that philosophy where it's based on the M1 and it's not, um, you know, super duper faster, but it's going to be a, a, a significant speed boost, graphics boost, and it'll go into the MacBook Pros that are likely, uh, I'd say I'm 99.5% certain that we'll see those uh, in the fall, probably October, late, late October. And yeah, we'll, so we'll get that and they'll be, they'll be a lot faster than a MacBook Air and, 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 and the MacBook 13 inch MacBook Pro, which so the 13-inch MacBook Pro, even though it does say Pro, it's not really a Pro machine. It's a higher-level consumer machine. You get the touch bar, but otherwise, it's it's basically the MacBook Air, kind of. Hey, hey, Michael, I'm curious because you know when we talk about chips and the the cadence that Apple has around the you know the, the MacBooks and the phones, it always seems like the 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 chip that's in the phone that comes out in September. Is the is the upgraded one that comes out in the laptops later on? Is so is the assumption that whatever the chip is in the iPhone 13, assuming that's what it's called, it, will that be the either an M1X or the, the functional equivalent of an M1X? Well, not really, because okay. that's a that's going to be the 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 A um, what are we up to A15? 15, I think. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be based on the A14. Okay. And I my the way I understand it is. The M1X will be faster than both of those, okay. both both the A14 and the A15, and the M2 
will be similar to the A15. If that makes Whenever sense. Whenever that comes out. Whenever that so, comes out, which it's looking like probably early 22 for the um, M2 chip. So are we but, seeing... So, go ahead, go ahead. No, you, you, you can ask. Go ahead. I, I didn't, I didn't mean to so. cut you off. I was just going to say, so are we seeing, you know, a, a real branching here in terms of Apple's chip development? Because, and I say that because, you know, I, I would have thought that the, the iPad Pro this year, the one that got the M1, would have gotten whatever the upgraded chip was from the iPhone, you know, which it kind of is. I mean, like, sort of like is, the M1 I mean, kind of is that. Like it's just marketing. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll probably see going forward. The iPad will get the M1, the M2, the M3, the M4. The iPad Air will get the A15, A16, A17, and the uh, uh, as, as well as the iPad Mini when that gets when that redesign comes around. And the lower level iPad will get the previous gen or maybe, maybe not it depends on when it releases yeah. but and and that's the way it's going to be apple's kind of drawing a line here where the a series chips are for you know handheld casual devices and the m series chips are for work work type devices like max and the ipad pro i would be shocked if we ever see an iphone with an m1 chip in it it just doesn't work for me i doubt yeah. they would do that there's no reason for it for one and it it, it muddies everything you know, the iPhone is a, it's a phone, it's a consumer device. I don't think that they would do that. Um, but Apple's also is drawing a line between the M whole number, we'll say, which would be the one, sure. two, and that X. Right. And that's what we're going to see um, with the next, um, the, the, the next, um, the next MacBook Pro, which will be in, in October. Mm-hmm. Likely. Yeah, we think. We've got uh, a really a thought-provoking question for um, both of you guys over on, on LinkedIn. Ooh, um, we have not, we have lots of yeah, I know you guys do. <laughs> so, and that is also a reminder to the audience: if you have any questions while we're talking, please do leave a comment. You can either leave it over on LinkedIn on the Computer World LinkedIn or in the live chat on YouTube, and we're monitoring both. So, this question from our LinkedIn viewer, they asked, what are the benefits of M1 chips over the Intel chips? And that's straightforward enough, but here's the the philosophical question is, do you guys think that you know, the M1 or the Apple Silicon chip family has a, a, a future in Apple or at Apple? Well, I mean, I'll start with the first one. Better. So that, yeah, right. So the difference yeah. between the Apple Silicon M1 and the Intel processors. I mean, for one, the M1 is future proofing your sure. your device, your Mac, your iPad, because that, that's what Apple's going to support um, with the operating system. Intel's not going away. They're not going to just drop support for it. But I don't expect it to be around in four years. And I think there will be versions of Mac OS and iPad OS that just don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, not, not iPad. I, correct me on that one. iPad isn't going to be a problem. Uh, there'll be versions of Mac OS that just don't work on Intel machines. We saw that last time when they switched to Intel. Yeah. There was a time when Mac OS just didn't work anymore on the uh, the 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 G series processors that they replaced. It just didn't, they, they just stopped supporting it. And now that'll be the same thing. Um, and from a strictly consumer level, the M1 is way faster than the comparable machine. So a MacBook Air versus a MacBook Air. I mean, it's blow away speeds. The battery life is tremendous. Um, and that's really what you're looking for in a, in a, in a chip. There's, it's, it's more secure. 
there's um you know uh, the ports and stuff are the same but there that's going to grow like there's a there's a big future here with apple silicon and yeah the second question it's absolutely central and integral to apple's plan all of it i mean they are for the first time apple's controlling the whole mac stack yeah, exactly which, which yeah. we haven't seen yeah from really anybody and the first m1s were were great but you kind of got the feeling that okay this is just like an appetizer these are the ones that you know there was the same design basically the same machines with a new processor in them better battery life more speed but you were kind of waiting like okay so the apple's showing showing us now this is how fast and efficient these chips can be next time we're going to show you like what we can do engineering and design wise with a machine that has our own silicone inside it. Yeah, I, I just want to add to that because that last point is particularly important. You know, one of the one of the issues that, that I think Apple has had with Intel is Intel's inability to move and you know evolve its chips as quickly as Apple wants to and as quickly as Apple thinks it can with its own silicon. And so, in terms of just future innovation. You know, I mean, Mike makes the point, and this is true. Apple's got the whole stack now. It can innovate and and grow and change and roll out new features and efficiencies and whatever, you know, as quickly as it wants to now because it, 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 it's got its finger in all the pies. And that was something that was sort of holding it back at times over the last few years uh, as it waited, you know, for Intel to, to move forward with its chips. So it's it, it's it's a huge, it is, it's the future of Apple. I mean, it, Apple's future depends on it on the Apple Silicon. And that's that's the way Apple likes it. Yeah, and so, it's not just like this, the speed portion and the battery portion, but it's also AI stuff. And the, the, the neural engine was not, Intel didn't didn't have that. The secure enclave is, is, is tighter. Like there's a lot that's built into this chip, the system on a chip, the M, M series that they just couldn't do before. And it opens up a whole new avenue for design because um, as far as the heat, heat dispensation and uh, all the things that are inside it, everything's smaller and these more compact. Like they didn't, that's what Apple loves to do. Start from the inside and work its way out. And with the prior machines, they were kind of stymied by Intel's power requirements and, 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 and heat requirements and things like that. And that's not an issue anymore. Do we, do we know in terms of the M1X, assuming that's the name, and I think it probably will be, you know, I've seen reports, you, you guys at Macworld had something this week. I think it might've been from Roman. Um, looking at uh, different features that the chip would include, like 10 cores, you know, eight high-speed cores, mm -hmm. two efficiency cores. Um, it could address up to, I think, either 32 gigabytes of RAM or maybe... Uh, 64. Maybe 64, maybe. Which is, you know, that's a... I mean, the big surprise with the M1 is that it, it tops out at 16 gigs. You know, now I mean, that's it's not a, an issue as far as I know. It's frustrating, I agreed, but it's also like that chip is for not you know like power users pro users developers have not gotten an m1 mac yet i don't yeah. think yeah. the macbook pro and the macbook air they're basically the same machine the macbook pro has a fan and you know it can run it at, doesn't at it start higher... off with one extra core it's got eight instead of seven uh yeah but you can get the macbook air yeah. the, with the same yeah there there is that but even if you compare, compare apples to apples um the macbook pro has a fan which means it can run for longer sustained periods at a higher peak. I mean, okay. If you're doing that, 
but for the for the for the most part, unless you really really want that touch bar, I would just say get back get the MacBook Air because they're very very similar. Same screen, same keyboard, same ports, same chip, same RAM, same storage. I mean, is they're they're, they're essentially identical. I, it, they're I almost wonder if one isn't going away. And we've heard rumors about Apple really kind of totally redesigning that that MacBook Air with colors and stuff. So maybe that happens and maybe the 13-inch MacBook Pro becomes something a little bit different. Maybe the 14-inch MacBook Pro replaces that. I'm and just going to say, don't you think a lot 13, of options. the 13 goes, my assumption all along is eventually the 13 goes away. I mean, it's even the old design. I presume yeah. there'll be some new design with the, the 14 and 16. The 14 and 16 are supposed to have a You don't a, need a 13 and design. a 14. Yeah, you absolutely design. don't. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. Apple has done weird things in the past. We've had a 10.5 inch iPad and a 10.9 inch iPad. I mean, they, they sometimes do weird things. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know for sure that it's going away, but it does make sense that it would. Okay. Yeah. So we have another question from uh, one of the LinkedIn viewers, and I'm going to kind of co-opt their question to add a little bit of my own. So they asked, what advancements in technology can we expect from the M1 chip? But I kind of want to look further and differentiate between every other Apple Silicon chip that we're going to see. So like what what's the advancement between that's that could happen from the M1 to the M2, for example? I mean, on the surface, more speed, more sure. RAM. Efficiency, better battery life. Better battery life, things like that. But what, what's interesting about these chips, I mean, at its core, you just want every generation to be faster. You know, yeah. maybe support newer RAM. I mean, it already supports LP, LPDR4X. I mean, it's, it's it's the top of the line RAM they, they have in there already. It's just, it's just limited to how much it can do. They already have SSD drives. Like there's, there's not a lot architecturally or, or component-wise that mm-hmm. we need, uh, I could use a couple more Thunderbolt ports and it looks like that's coming. Uh, MacBook Pro, maybe even HDMI and an SD card slot, like the things that we haven't had for a few generations. But what's what's most intriguing about the chip is that is what it allows Apple to do design-wise. Gotcha. Where we see rumors of many, many LED screens coming to the, to the MacBook Pro. And we see uh, thinner designs and, you know, more portability and things like that without sacrificing anything because they're controlling all of this engineering. Now we see it with the iPhone. I mean, you look over generations, some are, some are small iterative updates and some are, are, are massive updates because they can, they can work on their own timetable here. They don't have to have um, their hands tied for the innovations that they want to bring to the Mac anymore. You know, they can start from the outside, work their way, uh, start from the inside, work their way out and really bring the, the, the innovation, the laptop innovation that we, that we want. We haven't had anything really like groundbreakingly innovative in a long time from Apple. Other manufacturers are doing stuff and Apple really has kind of been in, in a holding pattern. So I'd like to see, you know, wireless charging, 5G, uh, certainly, the video camera needs help. Like, there's a lot. Isn't the 10, isn't the the 14 and the 16? I'm seeing stories now that it's actually going to get a 1080p. Camera. Alleg- allegedly, um, it is going to get that yeah, same the better. same iMac camera. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, it, it has camera. to. It has to at this point. Come on, it's 2021, they, almost 22. I mean, they've you know? had that 720p camera for like a decade. It's crazy. So yeah, yeah they um, there's a, there, there are a lot of things that they could do, and then there's things that we you know they could do their own thing. Like we saw with the touch bar, they tried that. It didn't work. Great. It's fine. It's okay. But they can try new things because again, they're, they're in control of that silicone. Gotcha. 
So I guess any sort of remaining questions that I have about these um, future chips would be M1X later this year, M2 sometime next year, and then probably, M2X probably first half of later. next year. I think we're going to be on an 18, a 12 to 18 month cadence probably for these chips. I mean, let's face it, the MacBook Air doesn't need an annual upgrade. The reason why the okay. iPhone is updated every year is because people, that's what we want. People swap them out and they get new ones. And that's not how it is with the Mac. Mm -hmm. People aren't looking for a new MacBook Air after they just bought one 12 months ago. So I think it'll be 18 at least where we see. So the M2 probably like maybe WWDC-ish time June of next year around there. And then the M2X, you know, another another six to eight months or, or, or maybe maybe even 12 months after that. Um, the only wild card in all this is that Mac Pro. Yeah. That's what I was about because to ask. I was just going to ask a you monster. about that. Yeah, that's yeah. a monster machine right now. And I don't know if it's an M2X or if it's its own thing entirely because we're talking about 6,428 cores, massive graphics. I mean, dedicated graphics too, which we haven't seen. It's all integrated right now. Um, RAM, like a, like a terabyte of RAM. I mean, those, the people who buy that machine for $6,000 need, not just want, they need that kind of power. And Apple really has to be careful about what it, what the next Mac Pro is, because you, you can't abandon that, that group because you want to do things differently like that. Those have complete, those people have completely different expectations and requirements than, than, than you or I. Yeah. Totally. So I think that'll take a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe at the end of next year, maybe uh, even 2023. I mean, I'm not sure what that timetable is. It's definitely not happening this year. And it's right. going to be, it'll probably be a WWDC thing because that's the crowd that they, that they talk to. So maybe they'll preview it next year and launch it a, a, a year or so down the maybe, line. I mean, it took them a long time to update the Mac Pro after they kind of bungled it with the, with the trash can. It took many years. So... They they're going to take their time. They need to get that right, and they yeah. did. The Mac, the current Mac Pro is great for those people. I mean, it's gotten great reviews, and I mean, I don't know how it sells, but I'm sure it sells fine. Nice design, you know, modular, all that stuff. That's what they have to bring with the with the with the M chip as well. Do you do you think, Michael, the M the the, the Mac Pro would it extend beyond the 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 two year? You know, when Apple rolled out the the M1 chip. They said basically they anticipated moving all the hardware yeah. over within two years, which would be by mm -hmm. end of 22, I guess, if you want to look at yeah. it that way. Do yeah. you think, yeah, surely the Mac Pro would be on some sort of M yeah. architecture by then, right? Yeah, I think so. Or at least we'll, we'll get a look at it yeah. if it's not shipping yet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm, I'm also not totally convinced they won't keep supporting uh, Intel processors and maybe even release a new version with a newer Intel processor because there are, again, the people that use that machine, uh, they might not be in a position to switch to Apple Silicon immediately. You know, they have Apple has to be mindful of that audience. It's very small, but it's very uh, uh, demanding and 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 wealthy. So, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they'll they'll do what they do. Maybe there'll be like a, a, a smaller version of the Mac Pro where they keep the $6,000 one and they have like a three thousand dollar one. That was the old Mac Pro. It was only three grand. This 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 thing doubled in price when they when they released it. So you know th there's some options there, but um, 
that's the one that 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 intrigues me the most as to as far as what that chip is is going to bring because the Mac Pro is, I mean, it blows away any other Mac that's out there right now. So we'll see we'll see what what Apple does with that. I think one of the things too, you know, um, to keep in mind is we're sort of fumbling a little bit here in terms of trying to figure out what the pace of release what the release dates are for these things because of the worldwide chip shortage. That has, that, that's, that's a big part yeah. of it. Apple is yeah. not immune to that. I, I, I think without that, without the pandemic, we'd have already seen the, uh, uh, you know, the 14 and 16s this year. Maybe. And I think they're ramping up so they can release them in the fall and have at least some constrained supply. But it makes it difficult to sort of lay out, you know, you know every six months or every, you know, figuring yeah. out exactly when these things are coming. Totally. For sure. I mean, they're, they're in a better position than most for one they're the richest company in the world and for two they have production all over the place and um they yeah. they can turn on a dime a lot quicker than other companies can but yeah they're also affected by it I and mean, we, we've seen it like the ipad has been constrained from its from day one i mean not terrible but a few weeks mm-hmm. um because of the chip because of the screen so yeah it's not it's not um it's not something that they can ignore but it does look like the fall release schedule will be on track. iPhone in September, Apple Watch probably in September as well. iPad, Mac in October. That's what I'm hearing. So, you know, it's it's getting better. It's easing up. And, you know, we've had a pretty quiet year so far from Apple. We got, you know, the iMac was probably the biggest release. You know, iPad, okay. And WWDC didn't bring any hardware at all. So there's a lot that is still waiting before that, before 2022. It's going to be a big finish. Yeah, it really is. I have one final question for you. And I guess it kind of relates to the iPad. Obviously the M1 is in the newest iPad Pro. What kind of, I'm just wondering, is that going to, is an M series chip going to be the norm for, iPads going forward, do you think? Well, the Pro, yeah. The Pro model. Yeah. The Pro. I think, okay. so the Pro will get the M2 or 3 or whenever it releases. The iPad Air, when they yeah. update that, that'll get the A15. Okay. I think. I don't think, they, the, I don't, I don't think they'll make another X chip because there's, you know, they're, they have to distinguish between these lines more. And then the iPad mini will get also the iPhone A15 or whatever it is chip, whatever, whatever. It looks like it's going to release this year. So that'll be the A15. And then the iPad, the, the entry level iPad will get probably the A14, you know, maybe a generation behind, you know, however, however they, they, they kind of uh, flesh that out. But I think the pro that's, it's, I mean, it's a bit more marketing than power because like I said, the M1, is essentially an A14X. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. So, but it does sound better when you're buying it to say, hey, this has a Mac, has a desktop caliber chip in it. Right. It's, you know, it's a, it's a better, it's a better marketing tool, I think. So yeah, definitely the pro M series chip all the way. Cool. We've also got, um, it- at least two very happy M1 MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah, they should be. Everyone users, should be happy. Users in the LinkedIn comments. Um, and this one viewer, they said that the it seems like the only disadvantage with from their Intel Mac to their M1 Mac is that there's no way to reset the system management controller if there's a problem with fans with the fan. Have either of you run into that with an M1? I have Mac? not. No. 
but I do know that the 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 way to release the the way to reach the um the re the 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 reset utilities is a little bit different on the M1. So maybe um it, it used to be you held down like Command R, I think, and now you just hold down the power button a little bit longer. So mm. perhaps perhaps there's something in there, but I, I haven't I haven't ventured into that because um I haven't I haven't had to. But um, I I don't I don't know I don't I don't know the answer to that or or the solution for that other other than other than uh, booting into safe mode and seeing if there's some kind of a of a tool within that. Sure. Well, hopefully that helps, and if it doesn't, let us know. Well, <laughs> well let, thank let, you. Let Juliet know because I can't. yeah yeah yeah. When I when I say <laughs> us, I mean me, and I'll I'll figure it out for you. I'll ask someone. <laughs> So thank you both so much for calling in and chatting future Mac chips at slash iPad chips. So I think this is interesting. We'll see, you know, once these things, once these new chips come out, we'll obviously be talking about them, but it's a little bit down the road. So thank you both. Thanks, Julie. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, please do give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. You can like the video over there and you can also subscribe to our channel and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video and also when we go live. If you have any questions or comments that we didn't get to while we were talking now and you're watching this after the fact, please do leave them in the comments below and I will get back to you or I'll get back to you on Ken or Mike's behalf. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.